Hello, everyone. So uh, I know I said I was going to do a different uh, topic, but uh, didn't have the time to watch the Alien movies like I wanted to. So decided to do it next week after I watched all the movies I wanted to. So to give a good, well-rounded podcast and script it and say everything I got to say about the franchise and speculate on the future because I have heard a sequel's coming. Anyway, this topic is something which I noticed on my social media, which I thought I would comment on, and that is Stranger Things, as you heard with the audio in the beginning. Probably one of my favorite TV shows of recent memory, and probably up there overall also, so that's why I decided to go fully unscripted on this podcast, and just going to give my raw thoughts on Stranger Things. Each individual season, my thoughts on the season characters and probably speculation on Stranger Things season four because that uh, from what I heard is probably going to uh, start filming here soon so definitely can't wait for that because my god of all the many shows I've loved I've noticed Netflix has really come up their ante as of lately with the Marvel Netflix shows for me and uh Stranger Things, among many other shows. So, gosh, HBO Max needs to pick it up. And Disney Plus, mainly for me, just has The Mandalorian. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about um, Stranger Things. So, yeah, anyway, I remember watching this one weekend when uh, my cable provider offered Netflix free for a whole week. And I literally watched all eight episodes of season one. And there is no denying it i was fucking hooked it was like fucking uh it was very much like fucking fucking uh daredevil because i watched that in the same weekend too and daredevil was just absolutely incredible and uh could not uh Could not uh, anticipate it even more. Like, uh, gosh dang, the show was just freaking... I don't know what it was about it. If it was just the characters, the references, just how it captured the 80s so well. I forget the YouTuber, but I watched one YouTuber who said this show almost allows you to insert yourself like you grew up in the 80s, which I really liked. And that culture and everything about it. So that's one thing I really liked about it. Especially with how season one took place in 1983, season two took place in 1984, and season three has took place in 1985. And if this pattern continues, it's probably going to be 1986 for season four. And just about every season has had references to popular movies from the time that I liked. 1983, I think, had a reference to, oh, shoot, I, I can't remember, but... um. There was a lot of references, and I think it may have been some Stephen King horror films that came out that year. I know Carrie was referenced in season three, but that took place in 1985, but they still referenced Carrie. 1984 had Ghostbusters, with the boys dressed up as the Ghostbusters for Halloween. And, uh, frickin', gosh, frickin', uh, what was I gonna say? Frickin', season three had Back to the Future, and I was getting all giddy watching the episode i was like oh gosh dang wow and um i'll just say this too as we talk about this there are some moments where this show really freaking 
went uh i watched it and i just knew from the moment i watched it this is a series i just i gotta watch every new season when it debuts and as fast as possible because uh just wow it is amazing and incredible and the duffer brothers have really done a damn good thing with this show and i uh i think we have another pretty solid pair of brothers to work on movies and tv now and that is freaking um that's freaking they're, they're, they're like the next Cohen brothers. Because the Cohen brothers definitely freaking, uh, they were really, they're really solid. And maybe one day I'll get to them. But the Duffer brothers, I don't know what it was, but they just really, really got it well. And I got to give credit to Sean Levy also. He uh, also directed some pretty solid episodes from the, the, they did, the, the ones they didn't direct. And I also found out that the Pixar writer and director Andrew Stanton directed a few episodes too. So gotta give some credit to him also. So yeah. But anyway, starting off with season one, it was such a perfect setup with uh, Will Byers freaking um, <clears throat> disappearing after a game of Dunces and Dragons with uh, the characters of the show. Um, Mike, Wheeler, Dustin, Lucas, and uh jonathan so yeah i guess i'll just get the main cast established so i can go to maine and talk about the side characters as they pop up each season so i also forgot to mention joyce will's mom and his older brother jonathan and winona Ryder, are absolutely incredible in this series i uh really really loved what she has done and she's definitely been able to revive her career but uh yeah oh and 11 also l and i guess her real name was jane or she at least that was her birth name and she changed it as i and i'll discuss what last name she took up um afterwards but uh yeah and Eleven is the one who is has psychic abilities like carrie so i'm pretty sure that was a reference to carrie I think it was also a reference to Jean Grey. If I remember correct, they said they gave him that with uh, with that. Oh, and how could I also forget one of my other favorite characters from this show, who I will admit I didn't think much about her from uh, her the first season. But as that first season progressed, I really have grown to like her. And I'm so glad she's gotten more exposure as the series has progressed. And that's uh, Nancy Wheeler. Will's sister, she um, definitely is. Uh, she's definitely become a real solid character <clears throat> in her own right. And uh, not gonna lie, she's kind of become a badass in later seasons. And kind of glad the girl I'm being set up with loves this show as much as I do, because uh, my God, this show is just something else for me. My love of it, I'm not gonna lie. Kind of wish I could have met the cast of Stranger Things at uh, Denver Comic Con, but they had to cancel. And Hopper was there, but I didn't get the chance to meet him, so a little disappointed with that. But uh, eh, it is what it is. But uh, yeah, freaking uh, overall, though, this season got off to a solid start and uh, takes place in Hawkins, Indiana. So, uh, 
So the characters I just said are playing that and end up meeting Eleven. And uh, let's just say they begin to investigate her and where she came from in this dimension called the Upside Down. that tends to cause a lot of the trouble that Hawkins gets into throughout this series. But uh, yeah, freaking, as I said before, she has telepathy like Carrie and <clears throat> Jean Grey. But uh, yeah, freaking uh, real solid series, though, because this first season sets up the mystery with Finding Will, along with investigating the Upside Down. And uh, definitely you you spend enough time with each character, which is real nice. And they all have real solid arcs and hardly any of them stay static. They change every season, which, in my opinion, is just solid writing for a decent TV show. And uh also what netflix did along with keeping a story that gets you hooked and the mystery of will with this season along with the upside down was real nice there was even a nice um switcheroo and will was apparently discovered after the boys i named um investigate and uh it is real nice they use a uh peter gabriel song that i also noticed was played at the end of Lone Survivor, so uh, yeah, I always forget the name of it, but I know it was Peter Gabriel, and I've really grown to love his music too, but yeah, it is just uh, it is just a real solid um, song, and um, it definitely set the mood for the mist, or for the mist leading, because of how uh, you think Will has been dead, but uh, not really, and uh, it just freaking, it just freaking uh, hooks you in, and you're real interested in it. And it is just overall, overall, real solid song, and um, just proof on Stranger Things and how it just uh, keeps you hooked. And as that part of it goes in, the boys investigate the lab along with Jim Hopper, who doesn't buy it for a second, and he even breaks into government facilities, and, oh uh, gosh, right next to freaking Dustin, Sheriff Hopper is probably my second most favorite character on the show. I just love the way he does stuff, gets shit done. I mean, for the past couple Halloweens, and just about any time I drink, I wear my Jim Hopper button-up shirt, just like from season three, so yeah. And I love the shirt, and I don't care that my mom says it makes me look silly. Stranger Things is the most, one of the most popular shows on TV right now, so I don't see a need to stop wearing it. It is a solid show, and I really love it, and yeah. But anyway, um, the main villain of this series that was came from the uh, Upside Down is called the Demogorgon, and got to admit, that's probably one of the best designed creatures I've seen in any fiction in quite a while. I really love its design. And um, definitely up there with H.R. Giger's alien design, which I'll get into when I get to that. And uh, one other character, too, who's going to become more important. But not going to lie, I thought he was a dick in this season. And that was Steve Harrington, Nancy's boyfriend. He was such a dick. Oh, God. I don't know what it was with this first season, but I just never liked him or cared for him. But. I'll give him credit. Season two and three, he's become a much better, more likable character. And um, 
always thought Nancy should have dated Jonathan because Jonathan just seemed like a much better guy for her. And there was also her best friend too, Barbara. I guess I'll address this to the whole justice for Barbara because of how she freaking got axed off pretty quick while uh, freaking, uh, freaking, um, fine, I'll say it, freaking um, Nancy and Steve are freaking, let's just say, having some fun and they don't hear her getting mauled by the Demogorgon. And that's what led to the whole justice for Barb movement, which uh, definitely uh, definitely was pretty interesting. But uh, yeah, freaking, it's definitely a real solid, uh, real solid freaking twist. I mean, I will admit she was a decent character, but if she doesn't come back, I'm not really going to be all that disappointed. But uh, yeah. Oh, I also should mention too, Eleven's interest in Eggo Waffles. Not going to lie, that definitely makes me want to eat Eggo Waffles more since uh, freaking Eleven really likes them. I wish I would have got the freaking um, new Coke, though, that they brought up, brought back temporarily for uh, Stranger Things Season 3 tie-in. Though I did go to Baskin-Robbins and have the Demogorgon Sunday, which was pretty fucking awesome, so doing that was fucking sick. I kind of wish that would not have just been a promotional thing. But, uh, yeah, freaking gosh, it was for sure for sure freaking up there. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, Definitely. Real great. And I guess I'll comment on this too. I will admit this show has a lot of references and does rely on them. But I feel like it was pretty bad in the first season. It got annoying a bit. But I feel like as this show has progressed, it's not as bad as it was. And even if they do reference something, they at least try to make it interesting or try to play around with some of the tropes and cliches of whatever they're playing around with, along with certain characters, too, which I really like. I mean, you could say Jim Hopper's button-up shirt is supposed to be a reference to Magnum P.I. I'm pretty sure it was. So it's kind of hard, too, to freaking not notice, uh, uh gosh, freaking uh, how the Demogorgon was one in the first season, and then two, it was kind of like, now there was alien and then aliens a whole bunch. I think that's what they were doing. But uh yeah, freaking uh real solid though as the this episode progresses and freaking Jonathan is trying to uh find his brother Will along with uh Joyce and freaking uh what was I gonna say? Freaking uh It's just real nice when the Demogorgon comes and just wrecks shit up and Nancy has a fucking revolver in her hand and she is ready to blow fucking Steve's head off because she is just fed up with his bullshit because in this season he was definitely very egotistical. I think that was my biggest problem with him. He was just the stereotypical jock and I'm just so glad that Nancy saw through his bullshit and was like, screw you, I want to be with Jonathan. Even though this season had to fuck that up in the ending because freaking they didn't get together but they were friends or whatever but when I get to season two I'll talk about how that was rectified because I thought that was a lot of horse shit but 
it is what it is. Anyway, um, guess to finish this up real quick, guess the last thing I got to say is uh, Hopper also forgot to mention his solid motivation, too, I like for how he goes the extra mile and that being his daughter dying of cancer, something completely out of his control that he couldn't save. And he feels it's his responsibility to help everyone out, regardless um, of what the situation is and what he has to do, even if he has to break some of the laws of Hawkins and being the chief of police or the head of the police because he is a sheriff. But uh, yeah, anyway, freaking. Um, anyway, freaking. Uh, Real nice to see, though, when uh, all the boys go into the school because Eleven has been dealing with the upside down and whatnot because that's where she got her powers from due to some pretty fucked up government experiments. Not going to lie. Those bastards were fucking evil and cruel. So, uh, yeah. But anyway, um, the Demogorgon is just too powerful and the boys don't have any weapons to destroy it. But Eleven decides to fight it and... Um, she ends up going into the upside down, makes it look like she's dead, but she's really not. And I like how they hinted at it at the end of season one without uh, making you feel cheated. Like you see Hopper leaving food in the woods, but it's not like explicitly revealed. So it's vague and open enough for both. But uh, yeah, freaking. Um, Oh, it's such horseshit, though, when Nancy gets back with Steve, and even though they're both friends with Jonathan, it's like, fucking A, Jonathan is a much better guy. What the fuck are you doing, Nancy? But, uh, yeah, freaking Will um, comes back, but I like how the teaser of this season shows him cough up a little slug creature from the upside down, and you are just freaking speculating and just wondering what the fuck is gonna go on because it just it's just like wow what is uh what's happening well yeah overall real solid first season and got me hooked from the start and um many great characters dustin and hopper are probably the two that stand out the most and uh it is definitely up there and uh, Hopper also is just a character who I've grown to love more and more. So, yeah, he's definitely one character who I can't wait to see where his arc is going to go. So, uh, so yeah, freaking, uh, I guess I'll go ahead and stop there and play, play uh, some music that, uh, that was that I found that uh, I think will be a pretty nice segue into uh, season two. Well, actually, more of these fit season three, but uh, I guess I'll go ahead and just play the theme song again. And I'll play this at the end. So let's go ahead and go into the next season. So season two now.
from now on to uh, season two. So uh, definitely a tall order to fill with uh, this season because season one was real solid. But <clears throat> I'm going to say this right now, like all the great sequels and many of the sequels that this season references, it takes what worked with the first one and just improves on it and just makes it better because um, this season was just absolutely incredible from start to finish and definitely couldn't freaking uh, couldn't freaking um, stop watching it. It was just truly incredible. So this season picks up where the first season left off of all the characters. The only new ones worth talking about is Max. She's the girl that comes in to become friends with the boys and also um, becomes fine, I'll say it. She gets in a relationship with uh, Lucas, but I'll go ahead and hold off on talking about that till we get there a little more. But uh, yeah, freaking real uh, solid uh, start because this season automatically references Dragon's Lair, which I really like because I've actually played that game and it is fun, but it is super fucking hard and talk about trial and error that game oh i can see why it made so much money because it is just oh my gosh it is like reminds me of doom and so many other video games i try to play that freaking just god they make me want to tear my hair out it gets so annoying but it is what it is but uh yeah this season goes in deeper with uh the lab and hawkins and the government and uh also, some strange happenings in Hawkins around Halloween time, because that's the main setting of this season. And Hopper continues to investigate, along with Eleven coming back, which uh, I like that they revealed it later in the first episode. And uh, it was definitely real solid. Oh, shoot, and how could I forget the real best part of the fucking references in this season freaking thriller being played during the end credits of one episode oh that was just pitch perfect right there no nothing better right there but uh yeah freaking uh it was for sure also nice too when the boys dressed up as the ghostbusters and they were the only ones in their whole school that did it so freaking oh gosh i just really love that but, uh, yeah, freaking uh, Mike and the boys also have to deal with uh, Will having, he's being messed with, with uh, his experience with the Upside Down. And uh, it's definitely some exciting developments, along with a little polywog from the Upside Down that Dustin gets in his trash can. And, oh, gosh, I'm not going to, I guess I'll say this now. Steve kind of becomes a stand-in babysitter for the kids and kind of a badass character in his own right. He goes from realizing that, oh, yeah, I'm not cool shit, and these kids need my help, and I got to help them out as best I can. And, oh, my gosh, I just love how this happened. This season finally brought Jonathan and Nancy together, and it was just so perfect. It's not built up too long, but it's not too quick either where you feel cheated, like, I don't know how the right the Duffer Brothers do this. They just they must learn from mistakes from other writers on other TV shows because that's the only thing I could think of. Because yeah, it was just real solid, and I absolutely loved how how it was done. And uh, it's definitely 
it was real satisfying when they finally made their relationship official. And it's like, gosh dang, it's uh, it's freaking uh, real amazing. But uh, yeah, freaking uh, one thing though this season, even though I didn't show it, I don't like seeing in most movies and shows, I guess, because I got my own little kitty to look after. But dang thing decides to eat Dustin's cat and uh, the polylog, but it is what it is. But uh, yeah. Also forgot to mention, too, Joyce gets in a relationship with another real nice guy played by Sean Astin named Bob, and uh, he works at Radio Shack, and oh, that is just so freaking perfect right there. Oh, gosh. Freaking, uh, yeah, I'll just go ahead and leave that there. But Bob is just a real solid character because he just uh, freaking such a great stand-up guy, and always was there to make um, all the buyers' family's life just better, whether it was Jonathan, Will, or uh, Joyce. And um, I'll just uh, say, oh boy, was it annoying what happened with uh, him at the end of the season, but we'll get there when we get there. But uh, yeah, freaking, uh, it was definitely, definitely real nice. And um, Freaking Will, he's the one who really goes through a big arc as he's being messed with by the Upside Down. But Bob tells him to take them on and that he can't, they can't control him. And it is just so perfect how that played out. And uh, freaking uh, Hopper also goes into the Upside Down and Eleven begins to investigate more of her past. Turns out she was abducted from her family and her biological father let's just say is a fucking deadbeat dickhead and he gets what he deserves she freaking fucks him up pretty bad and uh her mom her mom is basically a vegetable but uh yeah it's just uh real annoying but uh yeah freaking hopper and uh and uh freaking dustin and Boys also go into the upside down and uh, get trapped. And gosh dang, it just freaking. Dr. Brenner is one of the other new villain characters in this series, besides the huge amount of Demogorgons. And oh, he's a dickhead. He just is very slimy, let's just say that. And you just get a John Wick dog killer vibe from him the moment he walks on screen. So, yeah. But, um,. Anyway, freaking guess moving on to uh, moving on to uh, freaking uh, Will. He ends up going to the hospital because I guess the upside down takes over him and the boys and everyone are trying to help him out. But uh, yeah, and also one thing too I like that these later seasons do is they keep one of the cast away from the rest of the group for a good chunk of the series or not series, the season, up until the very end, and really makes the payoff of seeing them all together when they come all together real nice. Kind of reminds me of the Justice League animated series, how not every character appeared in each episode, but when they all came together, you knew some serious shit went down, because the first episode, they obviously had to show that it was not something that just Batman and Superman can deal with, and 
all the other multi-part episodes had to have them all come together, if not the bulk of them come together to fight evil. But uh, yeah, overall, I kind of liked how kind of reminded me of that, which was real nice. But uh, yeah, freaking um, freaking uh, Nancy and Jonathan also begin to uh, solidify their relationship and. I will say this, episode seven in this season gets a lot of criticism. I'll admit, it does at times kind of feel like a backdoor pilot for another series with these other like subjects that have superpowers like Eleven, but I don't really think it's all that bad. I mean, it's uh, freaking... Oh, and Eleven also, not going to lie, felt, felt a little cheap. Felt like she was just getting the Jean Grey Dark Phoenix treatment with it, and it just felt a little cheap and a little rushed. I will admit that was one of my problems with this season, but I can look past it. There was just so much good in this season. It's kind of minor, but uh, yeah, freaking. Um, let's just say the last two episodes, though, that is when the upside down is like we're bringing you your you down, and um, the demogorgons come in, and it's just a full on showdown, and. Uh, I remember, too, they're going after Will, and it is just so nice. It's kind of like the portal scene in Avengers Endgame or just about any MCU movie where one character needs to be protected like Vision, and everyone just comes together to ensure that he is not hurt. And, uh, oh, the Mind Flayer is also the big boss in this season, and a good chunk of it is making sure that this Mind Flayer is not unleashed. And it's up to Eleven to take it down, even though she's going through her own shit. And I just love how in the second to last episode, they're getting ready for the worst. Frickin' Hopper has like an assault rifle in his hand. And frickin', I think uh, Nancy grabs a fucking MP5 like they are thinking that Eleven walking through the door at the end is going to be one of the fucking either the Mind Flare or one of the Demogorgons. And it is like, wow but it is just so nice when they all come together it's like freaking perfect it's also nice too when um max is messing with the boys and trying to get lucas to get with her and they're all in a bus and steve protects them with some homemade weapons that he made like a little club and whatnot so really like that scene also but yeah freaking um 11 decides to close the gate in the portal and use her powers to close it, even though it takes out a lot of her ability. And freaking, uh, freaking, uh, what was I gonna say? Freaking, it is just, uh, it's just real freaking awesome, though, when, uh, the freaking, some of the Demogorgons are unleashed at the end. But unfortunately, Bob gets killed in the crossfire. So, dang it. But uh, it is what it is. Eh, he knew what he was getting into. But yeah, it is pretty disappointing, though. Freaking Stranger Things. I will admit, it gets annoying when they kill these characters who you grow to like. And it's like, oh, I guess that's it for them then. But if the rumors I'm hearing are true that I'll discuss when I go into speculation for season four, I don't know. This could get changed. But uh, yeah, freaking. Um, Bob was definitely a character who I miss, 
and uh, Jane decides to be fully adopted by Sheriff Hopper, and her na- name is now Jane Hopper. Even though I find it funny that all the boys still call her Eleven, and um, this will tie into what I'll play at the end of this podcast. But it is just so perfect when the school has its snowball dance, and uh, Max decides to get with Lucas. And I remember Steve was trying to tell Dustin to style his hair and whatnot, and wear this hair product that make it look all nice. And um, not gonna lie, Dustin is the character I kind of feel like I'm the most like from this show. That's probably why I connect with him the most, and Probably Hopper, too. I'm kind of a meld of both of them, so that's probably why I love him the most. And I just love how Dustin goes to ask this one girl to freaking, uh, that he really loves to go dance with him, and she freaking, freaking, uh, rejects him, and he's all freaking down and crying and whatnot. And oh my gosh, Nancy, like, I don't know what it is about her, but each season she just does stuff like this that makes me grow to like her more and more. She's all like, you want to dance? And he's like, come on, let's do it. And she even like says, all right, here's how you do it. And oh boy, she says something that is so true when she says that girls at this age are dumb. And Dustin's all like, oh, you think so? And she's like, I know so. And she's like, just give them more time and they'll wise up to you. And not going to lie, I kind of wish I had Nancy back in high school to tell me that, but at least I know now. And haven't forgot since I watched that episode. I'm not going to lie. The last 10 to 15 minute episode of the season finale for season two was absolutely perfect. I would not change a thing about it. And um, I guess the mind flare still around. Freaking um, what I like is it shows the school. They're towering over it, but they're watching them. And you can tell that this was only a temporary defeat. It's not going to be long term. And it's also nice when um, Hopper and Joyce begin to to um, begin to have a relationship that blooms. But anyway, that's uh, really all I got to say for season two. I got to say this was definitely like what any great sequel should do for a movie. It really took what made the first season work. It ran with it while still doing a bit of its own thing to where it didn't feel like a repeat of the first season and definitely played around with the setup and the structure, which I really liked and advanced the characters. So yeah, really liked it. So let's go ahead and finish this off with season three. Turn around, look at what you see. In her face, the mirror of your dream. Make believe I'm everywhere, given in the light. Written on the pages is the answer to
well now on to probably my favorite season of the whole freaking series thus far stranger things season three released on the 4th of july of last year gosh among seeing spider-man far from home among this it was just a fun week for me and buying fireworks before everything happened oh boy such a perfect freaking gosh dang almost a perfect week right there but uh yeah i uh really freaking love this season i don't know what it was if it was just the writing the characters but who knows what being set in 1985 with uh mike and 11 starting their relationship moving forward and hopper not being the biggest fan of that and that's going to be a point that's going to be discussed near the end all I'll say is I feel like a lot of people are overblowing that and also criticizing some of the shit in this season, which I just really don't get. But it is what it is. Anyway, um, let's go ahead and... Uh, let's go ahead and um, get right on into this. So this season picks up right where the other one left off. and. Uh, Freaking, uh, what was I going to say? Freaking, so everyone is uh, in some new positions after all the events of the previous season. And the Upside Down finds a way to uh, get back into the world, even though the portal is closed. And they're not entirely out of the woods on it, which I really liked. And let's just say a certain nation is testing the Upside Down. It probably led to this. But yeah, anyway, um, a new mall also goes into Hawkins, which annoys many of the local businesses, and uh, Hopper also, and uh, and Dustin. I'll just say right now, if the gate is the one who has his, uh, who is the character who's away for most of the season. But yeah, let's just say. He also has something I connect with even more now, knowing this about him. He got a girlfriend at summer camp, and he wants to contact her through a makeshift radio tower. And uh, many of his friends are skeptical to if she exists or not. It kind of reminds me of the girl my friend's setting me up with because all the stuff going on with the pandemic and whatnot. But I got a feeling it'll be just like Dustin and how he reveals her. And, uh, they end up singing the pretty awesome song that uh, I just played the little snippet of right there. But hearing the audio doesn't do it justice. You've got to watch it with the visuals, too. It is just a real awesome and sweet moment. I'm going to say this right here, right now. This is a freaking TV show with children. I don't know why people say that messes with the tone or whatever and that uh, it killed. Oh, gosh, it's just. So stupid, some of the shit that is said about what this caused on the show. Because season four, I mean, you look at the teaser, it's kind of already debunked a lot of that. But, uh, yeah, freaking, um, freaking, I forgot to mention this character because he didn't really do much in the second season. This is where he has more development, and that's Billy, Max's stepbrother. And, uh, he freaking, uh, I thought he was kind of a dick the first season, but. Let's just say this season, he definitely has way more development, and uh, there's definitely a lot more to say about him, because he, uh, 
he just kind of kind of uh, became a dick. But it's revealed in this season he had a very abusive father, and that's kind of why he uh, kind of was the way he was. And um, the mind flare decides to use his feelings to uh, get to him. And also uh, really loved his mother, which is why he also loves older women and whatnot. Because let's just say he tries to get with Will and Nancy's mom, which she decides not to, as he is a lifeguard. And, oh gosh, one of my favorite scenes since I guess I used to have the job is uh, when he tells this one kid who's running, says, hey, lard ass, quit running. You want to be banned from the pool for life? Then quit running in my pool. That was like my ultimate power fantasy because I guess you could say like shit back then and not get written up or fired because these days one of those two things is going to happen. So I guess that's all I'll say right there. But uh, yeah, it was um, definitely very interesting but uh yeah freaking so yeah freaking uh it was definitely some interesting development and uh this mind player also abducts another lifeguard that uh billy works with and uh also, um, Steve gets a job at a ice cream parlor called Scoops Ahoy, which um, I remember seeing a lot of theme products for freaking when I uh, when I went to my local mall of Hot Topic. I'm not gonna lie, that was some smart marketing right there. How they put that all together. But uh, yeah, Eleven also begins to use her powers more to take take them on and whatnot. And there was a pretty interesting development later in the season, which I'm not going to lie, was very interesting. But, uh, yeah, I guess go ahead, cutting to the chase. Then I'm just going to cover the major events so I can get into my thoughts on each season overall and just some things said about this season that I think are horseshit. And it's just, like, some pretty stupid criticisms. But, yeah, Billy goes through the freaking ringer this season and we find out more about him and he's dealing with the influence of the mind flare and the mind flare also oh boy probably has its freakiest depiction yet with the upside down where it is just this weird scaly huge creature that makes people disintegrate and nancy also working at the paper in this season with her boyfriend and facing a lot of sexism and oh gosh i can't believe that freaking jake Busey plays one of them and i have the same name as him too Freaking, uh, I will say this though, definitely have liked uh, Jake Busey compared to his dad, Gary. Except he wasn't Lethal Weapon, and I'm not gonna lie, if the trajectory of every season continues, he's probably gonna have a reference to him with uh, Lethal Weapon being probably one of the most popular movies in 1987. So, wouldn't be surprised if in season five, if it takes place in 1987, that's uh what ends up happening, and, uh, yeah, freaking, what was I gonna say, freaking, uh, what 
But yeah, gosh, freaking the last few episodes, though, just like the other one, let's just say that is when the shit hits the fan. And oh, forgot to mention, too, a awesome Russian character named Alexei, who he just has a real nice, innocent mind, and Hopper kind of gets him to appreciate the uh, Americans, and he gets gunned down and definitely feel a little cheated, and I don't know, hopefully he can come back, but we'll see, as I discussed in my speculation. Oh, and also the mayor of the town in this episode is played by Terry Ills, the actor from The Princess Bride. And, uh, frickin', um, what was I gonna say? Frickin', frickin', he plays this mayor who Hopper has just had it with because he just doesn't want to deal with the problems with the crime of Hawkins or them all, or frickin', um, the upside down and all he cares about is the 4th of July carnival that's going to happen that you see prominently in uh, in freaking all the posters and advertising for the season and um, he's just a real slimy, greedy politician and I just love it when Hopper freaking unloads on him. Okay, I guess I'll address this now. I don't get why people say Hopper became like jerk-ass Homer in this season, like he became a dick. I mean... There are still plenty of aspects of the kind, caring Hopper we saw with Eleven in the past two seasons. I mean, yes, it gets a little rough a few times, but Eleven does spend a good chunk of her time in this season just making out with Mike and not really doing much. And it's like, I can still kind of see where he's coming from. So it's like, it's not like he's doing it to be a dick. I will say, though, he did kind of get a little overboard when he tried to intimidate Mike. And that was definitely a little overboard not gonna lie there but yeah freaking um it is nice though when 11 breaks up with him in the beginning of the season says i dump your ass and oh gosh i just love how she uses her ability with her freaking uh telepathy to make the oh stacy that was the name of the girl that rejected dustin in season two she like is holding a drink from burger king and it just freaking explodes right in her face and oh god it was just so freaking perfect how that happened but uh but yeah freaking um i just really really love how uh all that came together and billy also ends up sacrificing himself to take down the upside down in the mind flare and, oh, before I go any further, I also got to mention Maya Hawk's character, Robin. I really didn't think I was going to enjoy her as much as I did. But um, if what I hear is true, that she's coming back for uh, for this season, gosh dang, she has become a real solid and likable character. And I just really hope that Maya Hawk freaking freaking uh, comes back and. Gosh dang, she is just a real solid character and and freaking uh what was I gonna say? Freaking But yeah, she uh also begins to become a form of close friendship with Steve and uh freaking also, there's this real this scene where they're drugged on truth serum. She reveals she's a lesbian to him because she says she was interested in. She's like, no, I was interested in the people that you were talking to. And I just liked how that was handled and addressed. And 
she's definitely a real interesting character. This, this, this season developed her enough, but it'll be nice to uh, see more of it. But uh, yeah, the freaking fight, I'll say the nation I was hinting at were the Russians. And uh, there's also this assassin who's like a tribute to the Terminator that's a rival to Hopper. And it's just awesome seeing those two go at it. And uh, freaking, uh, what was I going to say? Freaking Eleven also tries to take down the Mind Flare along with the Chekhov's gun of all the fireworks at the mall being used to take it down, which I like. So just about everyone is beginning to take them all down. Oh, and Dustin's girlfriend, Susie, also contributes a uh, code that helps bring down the Russians' plan, even though in the crossfire, Jim Hoffer is either killed or teleported away from Hawkins, which makes it look like he's dead. And that's what leads to the end of this season, where uh, Hoffer has a speech that uh, was written to Joyce, and Eleven ends up reading it, and it's... uh, what he was going to say to her during their heart to heart. And it's real sad. And your Gabriel song plays again, but, uh, but yeah, where this season leaves off was just amazing too. I liked how it furthered everything, but, uh, there's enough closure to leave you satisfied, but, uh, yeah, the mind flare is dead and it'll definitely be interesting to see, uh, where everything goes. Oh, and 11 no longer has her, telepathy powers because uh, one of the mind players got inside her and I guess it removed them so she couldn't really do much afterwards so I wonder if her powers will be reactivated or she'll have to go through like a Luke Skywalker in the Empire Strikes Back kind of arc to get them back so yeah I guess that's all I gotta say though in season three I've kind of already addressed the criticisms I also don't get why people say the writing quality in this season was weaker compared to the other two there was still some solid character development and the plots were all really well laid out and i didn't really feel like anybody got cheated or done dirty definitely not hopper and it was just overall a real solid season and really not much to complain about but uh yeah freaking real great season and um definitely can't wait to see where season four will be so guess i'll say some of the rumors i've heard about season four It'll be nice to see uh, Robin and all these other characters become regulars now. But uh, yeah. Oh, along with Lucas's sister, Erica, that'll be nice too, because she has a nice sassy attitude to her that I really like. But uh, yeah, anyway, um, these characters are all in some interesting spots. I mean, the buyers are moving out of Hawkins along with Eleven since they believe her dad is dead. So that'll be a real interesting development if Hopper is alive. But, uh, yeah, it'll definitely be real interesting to see. So, um, definitely can't wait to see how, how that will play out. So, um, so yeah, freaking, uh, and I've also heard too, that there's going to be, um, at least a season five. So we get one more season after this. So sure hope this series can have a satisfying finale and not drag on too long like some other shows. So it can end on a real good note. So remember these memories and hopefully soon enough, there'll be even more great shows like it. So can't wait to see that.
So addressing some of the rumors I've heard about this season, I heard there could be time travel and it could bring back some of the deceased characters. So that'll be interesting or bring in a new threat that isn't exactly like the upside down, but something like it along with uh, the Russians coming back and being even more involved or that being the direct threat. So those will be some interesting developments. So I guess all I got to say is watch Stranger Things, all an amazing series and you won't regret it. So uh, hope you enjoy and hope you enjoy the rest of this Stranger Things day. So uh, geek and proud.
Deus 